This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. So, Father, we thank you tonight for your living word, Jesus, that you have moving in this place with us. You have him moving inside of us. We just honor you, Father God, for this precious gift. In Jesus' name, in his name, we pray. In his name, we have the right to come before you and bring our petitions and bring our desires, bring our needs. Thank you so much, Father God, for the way you've built everything. That you, you're really, you're really something. Ooh. Yeah. Amen. Well, welcome, welcome home. Welcome back. Interesting times we're walking in, huh? Very interesting times. Um, yeah, I, even through worship, I was, I was thinking about the way that God has built us, and um, I marvel at his plan. I marvel that he, he literally communicates himself. And he made a plan whereby words, even written words, could be used by him the same way that, you know, naturally speaking, we may send a note to a friend or um, give a love note to our husband or mate, whatever, um, fiancé, what, whatever. But words are so powerful. Words are creative and miraculous. And the reason is because of God. It's because of God. You know, we use cliche languaging sometimes in the church world. Um, Such things as from Timothy that you're born again by the incorruptible seed. Which is true. There is a moment. But it's a moment of moments. It's a moment of moments. Because at any point in time when we need change in our lives, that's not to diminish or make light of the new birth, but... If we realize the patterns of God and the way that God works, the way that he moves, he causes new thoughts to be born as his word matures inside of the ground of our hearts. Anytime we sing a song about um, the, the world or the earth praising him, let, let the whole earth praise him, I always think of this. I mean, this is made out of the earth. And so he, he literally, yeah, he would take of the earth and make something that had the capacity to praise him. Not because he needs it, but because those words, by his design, link us indelibly to him. They link us to him. Uh, I find Jesus so sweet. So, so, so sweet. It freaks me out. It, it makes me crazy. Um, Almost like, you know, the way I was, I've been married 43 years, and the way, you know, in the beginning, the crazy love I have for Neil, I I have it still. Um, It's just, it's matured, and it's a real fine wine now, I'm going to tell you what, after 43 years. Um, But that crazy love, because God wants us to have a crazy love for him. He, He wants it to be expressive. He wants it to be free. He wants us to feel at ease to explore life with him. You know, and yes, it looks different than a natural intimate relationship. And yet, and I think the last time that I taught, I said this, that natural intimate relationship by his design is simply a trump card he plays with us to show us 
I want to be this close with you. I want to be one with you. I want to be so part of your life that I will direct your movement and cause you to be enlivened. I will cause your thoughts to be born new. So of course I'm going to say this because I always tell the truth and I always, uh, I mean, I like my private life is belongs to you guys too, to a degree, um, to a degree. <laughs> like I told you about, you know, 43 crazy love years, but you ain't going to get all the details. But anyways, um, so we've had this, you know, the COVID out- outbreak in the church and my husband and I got it. We got it. A year in, we're safe, we're whatever, we don't get it. But I want, I want to read something to you before I share the rest of that story, because I feel like this scripture came up in me, and I, it's not on my notes, but it's, it's on my notes here. So um, John 1.14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, I want you to understand that what's so awesome about God is, yes, we don't have to be Jesus the Savior. We are not the literal Jesus, the Word. But he became fleshed out so that God could flesh out in our lives. So we get COVID. And um, how it started was the last Wednesday night that I was here, I'm standing right there in worship. No symptoms, nothing. The Spirit of God says to my heart, you're already healed. I didn't have anything on me, but, and I'm like, I just agreed, because that's the truth of the word, right? You know, we're, I mean, we're healed, even when it doesn't look like we are, we're healed. So I wake up the next morning, I mean, slammed. And I didn't instantly think, but later in the day, I remembered and I could hear him. You know, remembrance is powerful. This is why when we encounter when we encounter God, you tuck those things inside yourself. It's very powerful because you can go back to them and relive them. This is why events in our life are so powerful and the enemy knows that. Because trauma is also can be re-experienced, right? God never intended that for us, but it does happen. So I in the afternoon on Thursday remembered what he had said. And I was like, Jesus, you are so sweet. So I read this verse to you because sometimes we think, well, faith is going to keep me in a place where nothing happens in my life. Because I mean, and I've heard people say, if I've got a covenant, why did this happen? Well, you live on planet earth. There's stuff on planet earth. You know, like if you've got a dog that runs on a line in your backyard, there's stuff in your backyard. I mean, there's poo in your backyard. You could step in it. You might not want to step in it, but if you go in the backyard without it, I'm I'm being gut-wrenchingly real because tonight I want you to realize something about life. I'm going to pick up kind of where I left off, but life happens moment to moment. So here, Neil and I, we have COVID. Um, Well, he didn't have it at that point. So um, in that encounter though, in that happening, in that that's unfolding in my life, what God's intention is, is that I've been groomed to flesh out the truth in the middle of a COVID experience. (laughs) Come on guys. Are you with me? 
Because it, it is time, and I think I've said this probably the past few times that I've taught, it's time for us to mature. It's not a heavy thing. It's a let our hearts go to God so they can really groom us because he wants to flesh out this whole planet with sons and daughters of his that manifest no matter what goes on in their life, they manifest the living word. So we're going to talk about belief tonight because belief is so powerful. I read a book one time written by a doctor and he didn't say at the beginning of the book he was a Christian, but he, um, he literally chose to write this book about the power of belief. And one of the experiments he did as a doctor was he gave a hundred pregnant women who were experiencing violent um, nausea in morning sickness that went for some of them through the night. He chose to give them Epicac. Anybody know what Epicac is? Yeah. The poison control people have, you give it to people who have ingested poison because it causes them to eject it. So women who are vomiting violently, he gave them Epicac. 99 out of the 100 women, because they trusted his word, it stopped their violent vomiting. I'm going to tell you what, guys. Words work. Trust and belief is powerful. At the end of the book, he lets you know that he's a doctor. And so the fact of having relationship with God and relationship with others, you better be touching ordinately. My heart is beating so fast right now. Because words bring life and words bring death. They're seeds. Say no condemnation because I'm learning and growing. I'm learning and growing too. So the COVID experience, Friday I get tested, I'm positive. I'm trying to isolate from Neil in the house, wearing a mask if I go out of you know, one of these rooms. And he starts manifesting symptoms on Saturday. Sunday he gets tested and test positive and pfft, the masks come off. And we're like, okay, we'd be in quarantine basically on a 14-day date. So um, you know, alone in our house, whatever, my son delivered groceries. Not saying we didn't have symptoms, but in each encounter, because you do understand that for a year, they've been feeding us information on the news that should make people in my husband and I's uh, age bracket be a little bit leery of what is going to happen. But when you find yourself in a situation, that's not the time to say what is going to happen naturally, but that's the time to go to the word that lives in us. Or, and if you don't have any living in you, go get it. This is not a condemnation thing. This is not a church thing that you better know the Bible. No, I'm telling you as a human, you need to know the Bible. You need to know what God is saying to your heart, to your heart, because he wants to flesh out the truth no matter what is on your... I'm sorry, Jack, I forgot to to contact you. (laughs) I was supposed to contact her about something, and I just remembered when she pulled her phone up. Um, And I probably ruined what you just filmed. But anyways, he wants to flesh out. He's not saying nothing. In fact, Jesus said, while you're on this planet, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have some wrestling. You're going to have some situations that will come at you. And some of them, I'm not kidding you guys, they feel like a lion pouncing on you like a hunk of meat. We've experienced some things in our family that were devastating. But some of the lessons we learned in those moment 
my moment experiences with Jesus showed us his faithfulness, showed us the power even of a human life that allows the living word of God to be sown in the ground. You see, you're not a failure. You're not one who can't really understand this word. You're built to conceive this truth. You're built to have this seed grow up inside you and become an absolute testimony of the faithfulness of God. You're built to not only have that for yourself, but you are built to share that with others, to encourage them, to cause their hearts to rise up, to cause their minds to begin to bow to the supernatural power. You see, we'll never understand. How is it that these scriptures can get inside of us and do something wildly supernatural? You see, there are antibiotics that are made for certain um, uh, bacterial infections, and those things knock that out. I'm going to tell you, this word is, is literally built to knock out the mundane human experience. You see, the mundane human experience is like a bacterial infection. It's horrid. It will cause you to not expect anything of God or yourself. Are you all with me? So this is going to be some simple faith teaching. This is for you, Big Daddy. My Big Daddy, my my spiritual Big Daddy, is with the Lord. Sorry about that. Um, You know this always happens when I... It's kind of crazy, but anyways, it is what it is. I don't know. So truth unfolds moment by moment. If you have anything going on in your life that's discouraging, overwhelming, disillusioning, hold tight. Because just like we sung, even when we don't see it or feel it, he's working. This word is working. Sometimes at the beginning of getting into this word, it feels just cerebral, you know, just intellectual. And it's, you remember it and it's just up there and you think, how could this do anything? How can this change my life? I can't tell you how it does. I just know it does. And I know that through the couple of weeks we were at home, I had some of the best times with Jesus, some of the sweetest learning experiences, some of the most precious meditational times where he gave me the pictures. He gave them. I mean, one morning I felt like he said to my heart, I'm lounging with you this morning. I'm like, lounging with me? I was sitting up in the chair. He was the one laying around. And, but, but what he wanted me to grasp was, this is a peaceful atmosphere, Kath. This is a peaceful atmosphere. Yeah, you got COVID, but that's, that's not the issue here. That's not the issue. So here we go. Okay, some simple faith teaching. But what I want to encourage you tonight, turn off where you know what you know. Because if you just know what you know, and when I start giving you the scriptures, you say, oh yeah, I know that. You'll stop the further growth of the planting that is inside of you to literally cause you to manifest the miraculous. 
Anybody with me? Raise your hand. I'm going to pray real quick. If you, if you want to live in the miraculous personally and then outwardly, Father, we thank you. You're the one that built us this way. You're the one that built us to be so influenced by words. And sometimes we've unfortunately allowed others to harm us and hurt us. And we've taken that and we meditate on it. But Father, tonight we're opening ourselves up to you. And by your Holy Spirit, you're going to teach us some things. You're going to sow some lessons, some seed lessons in a seed form inside of us that if we will nurture them over the next days and weeks and months, they will utterly astound us with the salvation that we experience and that we give to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so first scripture. This is just so simple. The just shall live by faith. One um, translation says the just shall live by his faith or hers. You're not living by anybody else's faith. You're not compared to anybody else. You're not competing with anybody else. You're not competing with Jesus. You're not competing with the church of Jesus Christ. You're not competing with anybody in this room tonight in the school of word and worship. Anybody who wants to make you think that, you just tell them, no, I'm not taking your words. Because you have a right to draw a personal boundary and say, no, 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 I'm not competing with you. And I don't have to live up to your expectation of me. The just shall live by faith. The Passion Translation, this is what I love. This gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. So you don't realize, I don't. I mean, I think, honestly, we're incapable of realizing the magnitude of what was given to us when we believed. I mean, you were made righteous. You were, you know, in the Baptist church, we, we looked at this truth that it is, we were made over in a way that it looks as if we never, never sinned, never did anything wrong. Now, you, some of you know I got quite the testimony of my young adult life. So I was real happy <laughs> to learn, to start getting revelation of the fact that he doesn't see that stuff. In fact, I would need to remind him. He doesn't sit and think about Kathy, the 20-something that lived like a lunatic. He doesn't think about that. So, so I don't anymore. I mean, only to like share with you all, it's important that we understand that righteousness, absolute purity came to us. And so if it came to us at the new birth, can it not, can we not recall it and re-experience it with each moment thinking about God paid the price for me. God literally built a system whereby I could be remade with each moment. You see, if you feel crazy this moment, you can in 30, 40, 50 seconds, one minute, five minutes before you leave here tonight, you can feel different because you let him tell you you're good with me. There's nothing between us except love. Righteousness given to us when we believe and it moves us from receiving life. Okay, listen to this. Because this is one of the translations of the just shall live by faith. It moves us from receiving life through faith, through faith, to the power of living by faith. You see, when COVID was hitting me and Neil, and we're sitting there with symptoms, yes, we could say, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. We could quote all the scriptures we've learned here in 31 years. And that's a lot in this house. Or we could literally let our faith inside of us do what it was meant to do in those moments, which was 
heal us, take us away from the symptoms, ease the symptoms, walk us through COVID, the expression of that viral thing in our bodies, to wholeness and healing. And it was kind of crazy. I was like, I don't know. I learned some more stuff. And not stuff like I sat and studied the word. No, I experienced. I experienced the word. I I was like, okay, you're the healer, Jesus. I'm not going to sit here and quote quote scriptures through COVIDness. I'm going to let you move on what's already in me. And I'm going to practice dwelling in this garden. Because if he knew that in 2021, my husband and I were going to get part of the pandemic that was on the planet, then he had us ready for it. Because you never enter into anything. See, we think we enter into things that he doesn't have us ready for. That's not true. We may have chosen to do nothing with how he was building us. But it's never too late. It is never too late. So, living by faith. This is what the scripture means when it says, we are right with God through life-giving faith. doesn't say energy produced by me through my repetition of scripture. Are you with me? You're not taking offense, are you? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. Another familiar one. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Passion Translation says, Faith, then, is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. You see, there's a, there's a power at allowing yourself to rest in the scriptures that you read. Sometimes, and I've, I've done this, we like, we're desperate. You know, you got a situation that's desperate. And so you get the scriptures that pertain to that situation, right? I mean, we all do it. Um, it's called the word and faith denomination. And really, it isn't a denomination, but it can become that way if all we do is that. Have files on, this is healing scriptures, this is finance scriptures, this is this, this is that. And so we file through, and this is what I need now. But if, rather than trying to force it, ever tried to like force it, like, okay, I'm going to study these scriptures. I'm going to get strong. There is an aspect of meditating the scriptures. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you're depending on your ability to do it, let it go tonight. Because this is supernatural truth. This is not a memory exercise. This is a conception exercise. And the only one who can cause you to be pregnant with the spirit and truth of these words is God himself. So when you let yourself go to him and you say, I don't understand this. Ever sat with this book? It's so powerful. It's so freeing to me. Sit and say, I don't understand what you were talking about. But I'm going to read it some more because I've heard from teachers, this is a place of healing. But when you come to him that way, I mean, it's just like marriage. I didn't understand marriage when I first got married. I'm like, are you kidding? This is that? And I blew one, you know. I mean, Neil was my second husband. But it's been a good one. So he was apparently the one. But think about that. Faith then is birthed. Birthed. It's birthed. I have three children. Actually, I have four children. I have one child in heaven. So I have four children. I didn't try 
to have those children. I let my husband love me. So here's the word there in, in that. I'm, I'm giving you all some simple truth because what we're practicing tonight and what I want you to let yourself ease into is let the word work in you. Just let the word work in you. You're built for the word to work in you. Just as truly as I can be female because I'm, I was made a female by God. I don't have to work at it. Okay? So the word um, for faith there is a Greek word and it's called pistis. P-I-S-T-I-S if anybody's taking notes. And here, here are some things about that word. But don't hear what you've always heard. Hear the words I'm going to share with you that describe that in their extremeness. Because pistis is persuasion, but it's extreme persuasion. It's extreme persuasion. It's a persuasion whereby a person comes back believing there's something to be received in this. And so you keep coming back. You you keep coming back until you're fully persuaded. Until you're fully persuaded. Until you really do with every fiber of your makeup, spirit and soul and body, you believe that God is faithful. You know, sometimes we know that, right? Because we've seen it in scripture or someone's taught us certain scriptures. And so we know the Bible says he's faithful, but I'm not fully persuaded at my deepest point to where I believe more in the invisible that God has promised me than what I'm seeing right in front of me. You see, that makes no sense. And in this world and in the kind of educational system we have, we're built to trust what we can see. You see, the world says seeing is believing. But the kingdom says believing is seeing. It's so contrary to the natural makeup, we think, of humanity. But that's because we got it backwards. We we think this is us, and we think this is us. But the real us is invisible, and the real us is empowered in a way that, and don't be offended by this, okay? Don't let religion take over. But the way that we're built is actually quite magical, but not, not, you know, like human magic, but supernatural, unseen power that we would never be able to understand. You see, when we have good parents and we trust our parents, When we're children, we don't really know why we can trust them. We just do. And they prove themselves to us moment to moment to moment. God does that. He endeavors to do that with us. But sometimes we get to be adults and we become so rational. And so we're like, well, I've been standing for a long time for this. And see, doubt comes in and then we become a man of two minds. And not because God is denying us, but the Bible does say that when you're an individual of two minds, you're actually defeating yourself because you vacillate back and forth. And so you're never really able to take up that stance and walk on that path that says, I don't care what's happening here. I know what God's word has said. And you have the seeds living in you that keep speaking to you. Allow this word to speak to you. Allow yourself Allow yourself, okay, are you hearing me? Allow yourself to cast down lying thoughts, even if they're giving you the facts. Allow yourself to subject them, to take them, and put them under the feet of Jesus, to say, 
I'm not going to see people will think you're crazy. And some people, even in the church, will tell you, you're getting a little presumptuous here. I'm going to presume that this is true. He gave me permission to believe that this is true. That if I see the promise in here, it's for me. It's for you. It's for all of us. Y'all with me? So it's persuasion. It's credence or conviction. See, conviction is a word, and I, I say this sometimes, you know, we've got to get past some of the religious connotation of, of words like conviction. Conviction really simply means being convinced. That's, that's all really it is, to be convinced of one thing or another. Now, we can allow the facts to convince us, to convict us, or we can allow God, by his word, to convince us. Okay, you with me? It's reliance. How many of us do you think that at times we rely on our prayers, whether it's a good prayer, a right prayer, whether or not we really know the word? Sometimes we can get scared because we think, I don't know much word. There's really only one word you must know at the start of something, Jesus yeah, Jesus. Because when you say, okay, Jesus, I'm, I'm in a situation. Kathy's saying that the word is faithful or is, is honorable and true. I don't know much of this. Just tell Jesus. I mean, he already knows. And he's like, I'll start talking it to you. I'll take you to places. You'll find yourself. Maybe at first you're thinking, I don't really understand this. But then you keep going back. And he keeps, one time he kept me in um, Mark chapter four for almost a year. And you know what he was trying to um, minister to me? was um, about the power of the seed in the human heart if you will sow it. And he was wanting to open my understanding so he could tell me I was called to teach. (laughs) But he had to first help me understand, if you don't understand what it is to sow, because that's all teaching is, it's sowing the seed. That's all it is. And he wanted me to understand farming. And I'm like, I'm not going to farm. I'm a city girl, I ain't going to farm. I might have married a country man, but I ain't no farmer. But he wanted me to understand, no, just the same way that that dirt is built. And when you put seeds in there, you won't get one plant back. You'll get multiplied. And he began to to cause me to love humans and realize, you guys are gardens. I have the privilege, and I trust that it's anointing, to put seeds there. And I don't even have to worry about what they'll do in you. All he told me to do was sow them. And he's promised me, if you'll just give them the seed, I'll do the rest. So it's reliance. It's, okay, get ready for this one. Constancy. The way that Neil and I have made it to 43 years of marriage is constancy. We've never entertained, this is so laughable. (laughs) We've never entertained divorce. I've thought of murder, (laughs) but I haven't. (laughs) Just, Just once. Not literally. Just, you know, the thought like... Um... But it's constancy. It's like taking the choice to go with certain thoughts. Taking the choice to trust this man. That he really does love me. That he really is faithful. And now we end up at four, almost, what, four and a half decades, well, four and a quarter decades. Guys, that's a lot of years. Most of you in this room aren't even that old. That's a lot of, I just want to tell you newlyweds in this room, that's a long time. 
But it's beautiful. And you talk about an investment that doesn't come by human power, but it does come by constancy. He's my husband, period. The word of God is truth, period. Full stop. You with me? It's assurance. You see, because faith comes from God, he causes it to give you assurance. It's not just some power that you use. It's an assurance you'll have that he's a faithful God and a faithful father. It also can be belief, faith, fidelity. That's a powerful one to me, fidelity. When you choose to to take your thoughts to the word, you actually are being faithful to God. Your, Your fidelity, just like with a mate. This is a persuasion or belief that is so extreme that this belief goes beyond any natural proof. I'm letting that rest there. Abram believed beyond any natural proof. I think some people think, well, Sarah couldn't get pregnant because she was old or he was old. Sarah had a barren womb. She had never conceived anything. Ever. It, was, it wasn't dry because she was old. It had always been barren. How cool is that that God would choose to use to people who were first and foremost beyond the age and second of all a woman who could not conceive naturally and then this this is something I found one day and I think it's so funny she's talking to God about the whole thing that Abram has told her like okay here's where we're going honey and uh, and she laughs with God and says you mean I'm going to find pleasure again with my husband that's how old they were no seriously so Isaac means laughter (laughs) so they named their child laughter because honestly naturally speaking the whole thing was laughable yet God was doing something that no one on the planet understood fully with me this belief does not simply come from reading the scriptures It comes as we commune with Holy Spirit, Jesus, and Father as we consume the word. Commune and consume. You see, we don't even have to personally define communion. We just get with him and say, Jesus, you can designate what this should look like. See, sometimes if we try to And there's nothing wrong with us coming and using ideas. But then we need to yield to him. Because sometimes when we've either grown up in church or we spend a lot of time in church, we can just start doing it how we've seen other people do it. How maybe someone in the church setting has taught us that this is what your private time should look like. This is the devotional book you should read. This is the music you should listen to. There's nothing wrong with being taught. But we shouldn't literally do it only the way someone tells us. We have to mature and get to a place where we let God give us inclination. The voice of God is truth. Let that just sit on you. We know that, right? We know that. But sometimes when we find ourselves in difficult situations, we want the truth to manifest quickly. 
And if it doesn't, we start doubting if it's the truth. Anybody ever been there? I'm going to put up both hands because I've been there that much. And, you know, my mind could have gone there at the beginning of the COVID outbreak. I'm like, okay, first of all, my husband's been, been quarantining far more than me. He's avoided public gatherings. And so he now has it because I go to work and church. And so at the beginning, I'm feeling a little stuff. But you see, God always comes because he's sweet. And he's like, these are not productive thoughts, Kath. These are not going to help me walk you into fleshing out wholeness. The voice of God is truth. Faith comes from hearing him speak truth as he guides you into the truth he knows that you need at any given moment. That's why I called this moment by moment. Sometimes you won't even know that's where he's guiding you. You see, I didn't know that Wednesday night. He was guiding me into healing with the simple statement that I knew as truth from Scripture. You're already healed. Well, of course. Hello, duh. But I didn't, I didn't take it that way. When he said that to me, I, I literally, something inside me perked up, and I'm like, okay, this is a word for me. But I didn't understand what it was going to be for. But he was guiding me into what would unfold the next morning. He was giving me an encouraging, life-filled word because he knew the next morning, well, actually, in the night about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to wake up completely overwhelmed physically with COVID symptoms. Do you all understand? Even when I woke up and didn't first thought be that word, I had received that word standing here like this. Literally, had that had gone in me as a seed. So before I even remembered that he had said it to me, it was working in me. He had lassoed my heart on Wednesday night. Are y'all hearing me? Because yours won't necessarily look like this. But you've got to allow yourself to take certain happenings and believe that they're supernatural. Believe that he loves you that much. Believe that certain things happen because some of you have arrived at this house because, because he is loving you. He is building you. He wants to demonstrate and flesh out this truth through your lives. And I'm going to tell you after being here 30 years, I can tell you, this is one of the few houses you will get this word in this fashion. It's not a diss of anybody else, but this is our call to sow the seed of the word, to get this truth inside of humans for their good. So that they will know Jesus in such a way that their personality can be used by Father God to intrigue others to come into truth for their well-being. Because when each person starts to have their well-being, it starts infecting the planet with the spirit of life. And it's, it's on a wham-bam. I'm going to tell you what. The enemy thinks COVID 2020 and all this, that was a dumb move. That was a dumb move because in some ways God says, oh, I'm going I'm to use that to wake the church up. I'm going to use that to wake the church from our slumbering little places we love to go. In our, I'm not even going to get on that soapbox, but I could because we love to have our little teaching times. We love to have our worship services. We love to sing. We love to get, I love goosebumps. I love to feel God. I love his presence, but he loves mine. And he wants to use it in more places than on a blue chair. 
And sometimes the way he has me come at you guys, I'm like, I'm not mad, okay? I'm like just stirring y'all up because when you come to church to hear serious word on a Wednesday night, you, ain't, you don't have to do this, especially during COVID. Your, your perfect excuse should be, I'm not going to public gatherings. Do you realize you had the perfect excuse all through this pandemic? And everybody would have believed you. It was wisdom. But you could have totally avoided doing anything you didn't want to do. But God. The voice of God is truth. Faith comes from hearing him speak truth as he guides you into the truth he knows that you need at any given moment. Romans 8.16 in the Passion Translation says, For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being. (sighs) Sometimes the whisper is so faint, you don't know that he's speaking, but he is. Some of you arrived here tonight because he was whispering and bidding you come, and you didn't know that's what he was saying. You just maybe had an inclination or, oh, good, we get to go back. But he's literally saying, come on, come closer come into unity here in this particular gathering because there's something happening in the school of word and worship. Romans 8, 14 in the Passion Translation says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you, don't be afraid of impulses and believing that they're from the Holy Spirit. You know, I think we're so... um, We're so groomed, so well taught that I think we have a tendency sometimes to um, censor ourselves. Because we wouldn't want people to think we were weird in worship. We wouldn't want them to think that we're too extreme or religious. So we kind of be private. Say no condemnation. Because we're all learning what is my personality going to look like as my passion builds hotter and hotter. You all with me? I mean, you guys don't have to act like me. I'm pretty crazy, but sometimes God uses teachers in an extreme way. Um, My big daddy said to me one time, my my Pastor Barry, um, sometimes you have to preach the truth more heavily because a lot of times... Just like children, you know, who are being parented in a natural home, the parents have to be more emphatic with the boundaries and guidelines in the home because they do just enough to get by, (laughs) you know, just enough to say, I'm obeying the boundaries. And sometimes as Christians, we do the same thing. We'll hear the word taught and we'll do just enough to say, I'm like taking it to heart. But the truth is when you really take it to heart, It transforms your life. And when it transforms your life, it transforms the lives that you touch. If you don't get anything else tonight, take that to the bank. If you let the word of God transform you, it will transform every life you touch. When a situation happens, do you follow personal inclination or his impulses that will always agree with scripture? Just a question, you know, sometimes. And sometimes I'll ask him questions like that. Am I really walking the way you want me to, Jesus? 
You know, because sometimes we can be so on a path of purity and truth and going to church and believing the scriptures. and But it's like ritual. It can be. Say no condemnation. But it can be. These, this, is, this is the way I do life. I'm a Christian. So of course this is how I do life. But is it vibrant and alive? And, and are we following his impulses? I think a lot of the time we're not. I mean, you know, right? Like Jesus comes all up in, I think this sometimes because um, sometimes I, f- I feel like get on my face. But up here in the front, it, some people will run or do whatever. And I'm thinking, if I get on my face, I might like get stepped on. Or <laughs> you know, Anybody ever have thoughts like that? Things like that can hit you, you know? So then it's like, well, duh, go to another place in the room, Kathy. But I'm just saying, we can have inclinations. Sometimes those inclinations seem like I'm thinking, well, wouldn't that be a nice thing to do? But that's just what it feels like. Because my, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit, is translating for me what he's saying into my heart. So it, thinks, it seems like it's my idea. But maybe it's not. Try it. You're, especially Wednesday nights, you're in a safe place here. You don't have to be afraid of what you do, that anybody's going to scrutinize it or, you know, like chapter and verse it away. And if anybody here does, just let me know and I'll love on them a little bit. <laughs> but seriously, you're safe, you're safe to experiment and explore and, and in, especially in your own home, try things out. You know, there are, I mean, God's, Bill Johnson says God's bigger than his book. I love that. I love that. And he's bigger than a church service. He's bigger than what we've already seen happen in the church service. Even in miracle services. I mean, he's bigger than that. There's more. There's always more. Isn't that kind of intriguing? Like, there's some more stuff to see. And even this whole year that we've been through, we've been being groomed for something. Hello, he's like saying, oh, Kathy, wake up. Don't, don't let the news tell you what the pandemic is. Um, okay, so here's just a... Um, just an illustration, kind of. The Holy Spirit sets the scene for superior life. Okay, are y'all with me? Because I know it's, it's getting late, and I know it's tiring, like you've worked and all this stuff, okay? But, but don't turn off yet. The Holy Spirit sets the scene for a sp- superior life. Just like at Christmas time, you know, we decorate. We decorate to bring on the holiday spirit. We, we have trees, we put up trees, we put up lights, we put up ornaments. We have certain, some women like to put potpourri in their home that has those Christmassy smells and there's ribbons and packages and you do certain baking and, and all of that creates this atmosphere that makes you think along those lines. Christmas and the holidays. The Holy Spirit does the same thing with superior life. He begins to set the tone in your mind in your heart, in your life. He begins to speak things to you that would decorate your life. What, what would it look like in worship if I raised my hands? What, what would it look like if I let myself sing out? Because he's wanting to show us there's an atmosphere of spirit and life. There's a demonstration of your spirit, not just Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit inside of you. There's a demonstration. 
there's a manifestation. There's things that will enhance this atmosphere. Just like when they put the trees and the wreaths and stuff, it changes the sanctuary. Can you believe tonight that God loves you so much and believes in you so much that he could affect this atmosphere in this room on a Wednesday night through you if you yield your heart? You know, I was so happy to see Alex tonight because he... I, I love your flagging. I love your heart, too. But I was so excited because I think it's your first time, isn't it? And, but I love what, he, what his heart and his flags bring to the atmosphere. I don't have to understand it with my head. I know with my heart. And I've experienced it over and over. So when I saw that he was here, I was like, oh, yeah. Think about that. What, what might happen through you, you know? We know that the team, when they get up there, but even you, and I say this to encourage you guys, because even when you're singing out, don't think that your voice in the air here is unnoticed. The atmosphere that we do have on Wednesday nights is because of all of us together. So be encouraged. You have, you're doing something in the atmosphere here. Um, Holy Spirit, and, and I want to just sort of clarify, Holy Spirit is, is hagios pneuma. So hagios means holy, set apart for certain purposes, for pure purposes. And then pneuma is spirit. It's not the holy um, suke, the holy soul, the holy mind. It's the Holy Spirit. God is putting spirit above all else. So even within us, our spirit should rise in ascendancy and be preeminent inside of us with Holy Spirit. Then our soul, our mind, will, and emotions can come under and be subjected to the movement, the inclinations of Holy Spirit, of Hagios Numa. It's so powerful. We must submit or subject our thinking to Hagios Numa. When you go to this word, Hagios Numa will use this word to be weighty and cover your thoughts and bring them into alignment with God's will and purpose for your life personally. Does that make sense to you all? I'm looking at all of these things because I want you to realize there's something so simple yet so profound, happening moment by moment in your life. Don't try and figure it out. Let it unfold. Celebrate it. John 15, verse 7. And this is the um, contemporary, I don't even know what CSB is. I can't remember the name now, but it's, it's this aspect from John 15, 7. If you remember John in the New King James, it says, Abide. But this particular translation says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. This aspect of remaining, abiding, is something so much more than doing a quick devotion. It doesn't mean that it can't be quick. I mean, a minute with the Holy Spirit is... I mean, you can't even put a price on it. But when you allow what you may, you know, take a thought. Like, okay, even if all it is is, I did five minutes before I went to work this morning in the Word. 
you, God, would never not come to me when I come to you in your word. And so even though I don't know with my brain what you did in me this morning in those couple of scriptures, I know that you did something because that's your intention. Your intention is that I come to you, and now you want me to hold what you've done inside me. And you can say to him, but I don't know what you did. But I'm taking it by faith right now. I'm trusting that if I met with you by my decision, I made that valuable choice, you did something in me because you are a sower of truth. And then you walk away saying, you're building something, you're planting some things. You know, sometimes when you plant a garden, you don't see anything in it for a while, right? And then you start seeing little sprouts, but not all the sprouts. Even the same kind of seed might not all be sprouting at the same time. But under the dirt, something's happening. When you come to God and you come to God's truth, something's happening under the dirt, guys, all the time. Something's always happening. Because you're built for that. You're built to take God's presence, to take God's truth, to take these words. I mean, even if you start by maybe on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning, you just put in your phone a couple of the scriptures there and you go home and you just look at them and you say, God, I I don't even know why I'm digging with these, but this is what the pastor gave or this is what Kathy gave, whatever. And you begin to make a decision. It's a conscientious choice to let what he's doing remain in you take up residence in you, abide in you, have its home in you. Don't underestimate what he will do. I, I wasn't even going to go to living faith. I was, I was a part of leadership at um, a Baptist church and loved my family there, but I was curious and I started swimming in curious waters, but I was being led by the Spirit. And... Um, I began knowing that the Holy Spirit, there was so much more about the Holy Spirit, and I wasn't getting the teaching. And so um, over a three-year period, I had numerous people that would say things, of course, by divine design from God, that made me even more curious about this Holy Spirit. And um, my Neil and I had rededicated our lives to God. Um, my siblings had not. We were all born again as children. My siblings had not, and they had different issues. And I, my heart was aching for them, and I had heard there was a way to pray, um, that you can pray the perfect will of God. And with the baptism, and actually no one told me the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but they said there is a language, a heavenly language. And I began to search because I wanted to pray for my siblings. And I had prayed every prayer I knew to pray. And you see, even that, God had me on a path. People dropped seeds in me, and I just kept saying, God, if this is something, then I don't know where to go and, and get this. And it's a, it's a huge testimony, and I won't take all the time now, but God caused me to come to this house and meet Pastor Barry. I'm not knowing that this man's going to be my spiritual father. I'm not knowing any of this. I just want to know how to pray the effective prayer of the will of God. I had no idea that I would end up in full-time ministry. I had no idea that I would call to be a pastor and teacher. I had no idea. I wasn't even going to go to church here. I was happy in the home I was in, but I was curious. And so I even got the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I got the language to pray. I was euphoric. And I went back to my other house. Um, But over a period of months, um, 
I was going to two houses, I was there. And then I would, because the midweek service was on Wednesday, I mean on Tuesday nights here, and mine at my other church was on Wednesday nights, I would come here Tuesday morning for the women's meeting and Tuesday night for the midweek service. And I could eat and grow in what I was doing. Finally, Neil got curious. And he says, I just want to see the church you're going to. I'm thinking, this man who also grew up Baptist is going to be freaked by this place. But he said, I want to go. And so he decided the Sunday we were going to come. And on that Sunday, Holy Spirit chose to manifest all kinds of things in the service. And Neil had his arm through my arm and he got stiffer and stiffer and sat up straighter and straighter. And um, Pastor Barry, in the middle of his message, said, someone's really uncomfortable spiritually here. And he walked down the aisle and he said, I'm just going to pray a prayer. Just everybody be relaxed. He prayed a prayer and released the Holy Spirit to comfort the one that was spiritually uncomfortable. And um, Neil totally, (laughs) his arm relaxed. And, you know, he was like vibing with the whole rest of the service. And... We got in the, our little minivan with our three babies, and he said, um, it was such the power of God. He said, I love our other family, but we're never going back. I was shocked. He wasn't even baptized in the Spirit yet, but God had captured his heart with something. The same way that I had my ticket to heaven and he was the one who was praying before we rededicated our lives. He was praying and he would turn on Billy Graham and weep, you know, and we were still acting a little crazy. I mean, and I'm thinking, I like this life and I like having the salvation assurance that I have. But he was yearning God into our home. He had no idea all the seed from his childhood was causing him to yearn for God. In a fuller way. So I stand now in full time ministry because of God's power and a husband who loves God more than anything but didn't feel any call. And yet he made the choice to come to this church. Guys, don't ever underestimate what God is doing in your life. Because here I am 30 years later with the privilege of teaching truth. When all I wanted to do was learn to pray correctly. Father God, I honor you. You're so faithful. I thank you, Father, that there are hearts here tonight that are curious. There are hearts that may even be disheartened or, or disillusioned or, or not sure. You're so faithful, Father God. Your word is so powerful. Your word is not even just these words of ink on this Bible page. But your word is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he has come to save tonight. He has come to comfort and stabilize. And so I pray, Father, that the seeds that I have sown, you'll use them and you'll stimulate even further and and you'll preserve and guard the hearts of each person sitting in this room. I thank you that you're not at all put off by their many questions. In fact, you celebrate it.
Because curiosity is one of the most healthy things for a child. And we are your children. So I thank you for the miracles that exist in the hearts of the men and women in this room tonight. Miracles in lives that you're building that only you can build. We honor you tonight. We thank you for what you're doing, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We honor you. And we say yes to your will, Father. Yes to our personalities growing and unfolding in you and by your plan. In Jesus' name, amen.